Creativity is, is about solving problems in interesting and innovative ways. Uh, there's like obviously there's the, the traditional sense of creativity with uh, artists and painters and stuff. Uh, and people might be tempted to not think of software developers as a, a very uh, creative role, but I, I tend to disagree quite a lot actually. I think uh, writing software is one of the most creative things that I've done in my entire life. The set of constraints kind of determines which direction you can go, but it doesn't really change how creative you can be, right? You can just, it's just that the set of options that you can explore are different. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the, the things that you can do with such a huge code base with so many people relying on it are sometimes more limited, but also uh, they have much more impact. Creativity in development when you work in a big company is actually not only uh, the creativity in the software that you create, but also the workflow the, yeah, the the work work that, exactly. that you have, the process and the communication with others. Hi everyone, and welcome to this new episode of Planet Odoo. Today we decided to offer you the rebroadcasting of a live from our Twitch channel. In the live series Odoo Unplugged, we had a great conversation about creativity in the tech industry, and we think this might interest you. This time, you'll be able to hear the first part of our conversation. Ready? Let's go! And hi everyone, and welcome to this first episode of Odoo Unplugged. I am Olivier Colson, I will be the host uh, today. I'm a developer at Odoo, I'm part of R&D, I work in accounting team, and my specialty is really the reports. Uh, but I'm not alone today, because we have a very interesting subject to discuss, actually. So we're going to talk about creativity in the world of the industry, and with me are the among the finest members of our R&D. Don't laugh at that. Self-proclaimed. Uh, Self-proclaimed, <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's not fun. Uh, uh, so maybe it's time to introduce you guys. Uh, uh, I suggest you, you give a few words about yourself. Uh, so who are you? What's your name? Uh, how long have you been there? And what is your, I would say, your, your, your pet baby, project. your pet project uh, in, in Odoo? So Samuel, you go first. Yeah, uh, so I'm Sam. I've been working at Odoo since 2019. Um, and I've been a part of the JavaScript framework team since 2021. Uh, and as part of my work on that team, I've been working on OWL. And more specifically, I was one of the main driving forces behind the new reactivity system in OWL2. The reactivity system, not the creativity system. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't really just <laughs> write the creativity system. But uh, hopefully, we'll maybe someday we'll, we'll get the creativity <laughs> system. <laughs> maybe someday. If you're creative maybe. enough, you, you never know. Uh, talking about OWL, Jerry, hi. Yes, hello. Uh, I'm Jerry De Bonny. Uh, I've been working on the web framework team for 10 years now. And I'm, ha I'm very happy to have convinced uh, Anthony to start working on a new framework uh, after five years. Uh, that was uh, that what became OWL. So yeah, yeah you, you could say that OWL is kind of my, my baby project. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and today, all of Odoo uh, uses it. Yeah, uh, OWL is the base JavaScript framework, base UI system that we use at Odoo for the front-end code. Mm -hmm. That's and last but not least, Nicolas. Yeah, so my name is Nicolas Bayer. I'm working um, at Odoo for about five years, and I'm really interested into innovative systems. I'm always comparing different kind of technologies, frameworks, and try to come up with new ideas to, to make it uh, to make the, the tech stack even better. So yeah, that's about <laughs> it. And you have your own framework as well. Yes, I have a visual framework to, <laughs> to make it uh, fast to, to create interfaces. Okay, so let's get started on the subject now. Uh, creativity, what are we gonna talk about exactly? How would you define that first? I, I think it's, it's really important because, well, people have to have an idea what we're talking about, right? Uh, so how would you define that in the, in the professional world 
what what is that? Because it is something important for a developer, right? Yeah, I think um, creativity is is about solving problems in interesting and inno innovative ways, um, in useful ways. Yeah, I guess <laughs> uh, there's like obviously there's the the traditional sense of creativity with uh, artists and painters and stuff, uh, and people might be tempted to not think of software developers as a, a very uh, creative role, but I I tend to disagree quite a lot. Actually, I think uh, writing software is one of the most creative things that I've done in my entire life. Mm -hmm. I think it's very true. Uh, a lot of people, actually, for non-developers, uh, uh, it's not obvious that you need to be creative for, for that job because a lot of people just see the the thing the, the job as uh, being in front of a computer and doing crazy math stuff, which is is not at all what we're doing, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, a challenge when I try to explain my job uh, to my friends and family. Mm -hmm. uh, I gave up a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I kind of <laughs> gave up. Uh, I try to stay quite vague. I usually have to, uh, but uh, they always think of me as working on my uh, computer and just writing code, but without, like, uh, like a machine, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's not really... Uh, the reality of uh, the day-to-day -day, uh, job. And how would you describe the reality of the day-to-day -day job? <laughs> 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 it's a challenge, as I told you. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but I, we have an, uh, an audience of experts uh, here. Come on, uh, it's I all right. It, uh. it's, it's hard to describe. Uh, it's, uh, it's a mix of uh, talking to people, of understanding problems, of reading code, and sometimes writing code. But uh, even even then, it's uh, sometimes you are writing uh, you're, look, you're trying to solve a problem. And mm -hmm. that's, I think that's what the topic of this, uh, um, this session is about. Uh, but sometimes you have to, you know how to solve the problem, you have to do it yourself as well. So mm -hmm. it's, it, uh, there is no, really no one way to, to describe uh, our day-to-day our -day life. And it's always different. Every time when we, yeah. we come to work, we have different kinds of uh, problems to solve. And we also have to tap into different kinds of creativity. Creativity to be useful and sometimes creativity to kind of explore things. We don't know yet if it's going to have uh, some usefulness in the future, but we explore. And then uh, uh, sometimes we just need to, to make the, the job work, but we also need to, to be creative in the process of development, so yeah, creativity mm -hmm. is very broad. Of course, there is the R in research and development in R&D, uh, and well, you need to do some research sometimes, so to try something uh, that is hopefully interesting, uh, but you don't know, and you need to try, and you will need to adapt it while doing it, and maybe at some point it will, it will be groundbreaking, but you don't know when you start. Uh, you might have an idea, but you don't know it. Uh, I have a... a, 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 a Pretty funny way to 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 explain what what, what development is to to non-developers uh, that I, that I like actually because it's a bit uh, it's 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 a bit of poetry like like that. Uh, uh, it's essentially development and and just programming in general. Uh, I like to say that it's like the 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 magic that mankind invented. Uh, uh, because come on, you have a bunch of people uh, knowing like formulas and, and ways of, of writing weird things that they, they are the only ones to understand to produce some effects in the real world. There is one word for that, and it's magic, definitely. Mm -hmm. And like for any kind of magic, you need to have uh, this kind of guys, you know, with just imagine a wizard, okay? The, 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 the Baldur's Gate wizard, you know, the, the typical Dungeons and Dragons things. Uh, well, this is a creative profile, okay? That's a, that's a guy that's, that that will that will be a bit weird, that will talk a lot, and so on. So this is definitely the kind of guy that is 
interesting uh, uh, in programming as well, I think. So you're saying writing software is like casting a spell or something? Yeah, I mean, it, it is. You're, you're literally writing arcane incantations. <laughs> and you don't <laughs> even need a wand for that. I think like it's also not just a wizard inside the universe of Dungeons and Dragons, but it's also very much like playing Dungeons and Dragons. Sometimes you just, you have some tools that are in your toolkit, you know what spells you have, and you're trying to find interesting ways to use them. And mm -hmm. I think it's also very much the case for software de developments. You have these concepts that you had to learn, and these seem like very uh, boring concepts. And then depending on the, the problem that you're trying to solve and how you are chaining these concepts together, you can get a very interesting results. Like uh, with spells in Dungeons and Dragons, sometimes like that's the entire point, right? You're mm -hmm. creating an interesting scenario. And in software, you're using building blocks to create an interesting solution that solves the problem and gets to your goal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And th that brings us actually to the, like the, 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 the biggest part, I think, of, of this conversation. Uh, uh, it's the, the elements, the factors that will drive uh, uh, creativity. And I think we can start uh, with, uh, unless you have something to say. I wanted to come back to, the, to your uh, video uh, game uh, idea. As you were talking about Dungeons & Dragons. Mm -hmm. um, I think I like, I like uh, about software, another aspect of that is like building stuff. So it's more, to me, it's more, maybe more like a building game where you, you try to make a complex system uh, out of basic ideas mm -hmm. so to combine them together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I think there, there was like a very uh, interesting, uh, interesting um, attraction to uh, to build stuff. We mm -hmm. like building stuff, uh, and indeed, so uh, uh, it goes very very well with with what uh, I was going to say uh, because uh, um, you know one one big element that will actually. Uh, build your creativity from a programming perspective at least uh, is when you're learning uh, already so you both talked about the the basic building blocks and the concepts that you learn at university at school or in books on, or on the internet or whatever you don't need to go to school to learn that uh, 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 it's you know the, the moment where you learn them and you start being like, hmm, I could use that to do something for, yeah, for Dungeons and Dragons, why not? Uh, uh, that's something a lot of people do, actually. Uh, uh, or, or for, for some, some, some other purpose you have in your life, next to uh, studies, next to all that, uh, for some personal projects. And I think that's where things start to, to get interesting, because that's the moment where you start inventing things. And I think it's really part of the process for, I think, any developer, actually. Maybe any creative activity mm -hmm. uh, I think the, the, there is a drive to make something mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah that's what that's what uh, pushes to uh, to do something mm -hmm. we like it mm -hmm. and then you start working uh, and is it something that I think it's something that can disappear uh, right not maybe not disappear entirely but it's something that you know you have a the environment is not the same anymore, and you're well, let's let's say it, you're less free than before. You have to spend time working uh, on something that maybe you don't really that much care about. Uh, uh, what would be then the 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 elements that would keep you creative in such a, a context? Haha, uh, the question. <laughs> kind of stumped there. Um, I think there's a, a lot of things that, that can keep you creative, but mostly just the problems them, themselves, they, they keep you creative because mm -hmm. you have to solve them. And obviously, if you have to solve them, they're not already solved. You have to find something. So there is this iterative process where you, you're tasked with something, you have a problem to solve, and then you have to try various things. Some things you already know will work or won't work, depending on your experience. So that's one of the, the things in your toolkit. 
uh, and then the rest you have to just try them. Also, uh, talk with the people whose problem you're solving to make sure that what you're doing actually solves their problem. Um, so yeah, I guess there's like the constraints to me are a big driver of creativity, right? If you have uh, the the world as your options, then you don't really know where to go. And sometimes just having some some sense of direction, it really propels you forward and it lets you know, uh, it, it lets you just really let the rubber hit the road, right? Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. indeed, uh, uh, in, uh, in your first projects, that's something that will happen a lot, actually, that you don't have any constraint and you go in tons of different directions at the same time. And essentially, it goes nowhere. And you learn that, I think, uh, after doing that a few times, being like, OK, I need to stay reasonable and just put constraints on myself. Uh, on the other way, if you have too many constraints, uh, then it's the opposite. Uh, and you just cannot solve a problem if, if we were told how to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, you can do it, but it's not a creative uh, activity. Mm -hmm. if, you are, if you just have to, to write, uh, to, to, to um, develop that feature in that specific way, and you are already constrained so much by the framework and by maybe your manager or something, then uh, it's not really uh, so creative at any point. So is it and not then a so there's like a balance. Gone. And I think there is also, also the, uh, we have to choose wisely the uh, set of constraints uh, because um, for instance there is a time constraint when we if, if we have a deadline then we will focus on maybe the most essential things for reaching that deadline which will drive us just to do the necessary work to to make it uh, reach the deadline but on the other way if we don't have a deadline it lets us it let us uh, explore uh, the ground and allow us to, yeah, to, to find new new ways to to develop it. So yeah, it's just about the time constraints. So finding just the right set uh, and exploring different set of constraints can be useful. Mm -hmm. So it's an art in and of itself to, mm -hmm. to know <laughs> what what should be That's the constraint true. here. Mm -hmm. I think the time constraint is very important as well. Uh, you need, uh, I think in m many cases, you need uh, a, a constraint, maybe not a hard line, mm -hmm. like, like a before uh, uh, an important release. You need, to, you need code to work, mm -hmm. but still uh, it's very important to, uh, to, to have the, that sense of uh, progression. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think what you said was, was very interesting because uh, uh, indeed the, the, the time constraint, uh, it's good if it's not there all the time actually. Uh, so maybe there is a, a time question on the time constraint <laughs> uh, uh, and, and the fact that sometimes you may be a little more free to, to just take the time to do something properly and that sometimes okay you, you need uh, indeed to have this this like this timer this okay this needs to be ready for that moment if i take the example in in in, in odoo uh, uh we have the release every year which is basically always the deadline uh, uh it's it's really really rare that we have something that we spent months working on before the release and that is not released for this release and that will need to wait for the year after that. Uh, it can happen uh, for very, very, very uh, uh, complex stuff, but usually it's not the case at all. And I think uh, uh, it, it's a good thing actually because it forces you at some point to, to be like, okay, Maybe I should just prioritize uh, and do this first, that, that, that second, and maybe leave some room to improve that in future versions. But uh, I think getting a result is also important because it's, it's rewarding. And so if you don't get any reward for creating things, do you still create as much? But now this is more specific to software development. Mm -hmm. but, um, I think it's true for every field. Yeah, no, but I was uh, you're talk we're talking about release schedule. 
And uh, this is uh, important to have uh, some quick feedback as well. So when you release uh, some project and people start using it, they will uh, discover uh, a lot of features, a lot of uh, business flaws, a lot of bugs that you would not expect. They would do something in a really uh, very creative way <laughs> as, also, and not necessarily in positive. <laughs> I don't mean that as a positive, but still, uh, you need that feedback to sure. iterate. And I think that's really, uh, uh, for software, and maybe for everything else, uh, for software, you need, need, need that uh, iterate, uh, iterating process. Yeah, because it adds challenge, uh, uh, sometimes uh, really hard constraints as well, because there is something buggy or something, you know, uh, you have something that is working in, but you discover that it's only working well in 80% of the cases, and uh, and for the 20 other percent, it's it's not just not working; it's doing something wrong. Then you have to fix it. And sometimes it's not that it's not that obvious. It's not always just adding a coma somewhere, or I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, it might be just reworking a whole part of the mechanism to make that thing work and fit the need. Uh, but I think it's also something that will bring you to 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 new ideas, and maybe in the future it will also make you realize, okay, uh, we didn't we modeled that this way, but actually we, we should have gone for this other option and let's redo everything to do it like that. Uh, uh, so maybe bugs also then are a source of inspiration. Uh, <laughs> but that's true. You need to solve, to, to fix uh, in proper way for the proper context. So if in a stable release, you need to find a way to hook your, your bug fix in the proper way without breaking uh, the system, mm -hmm. uh, without any breaking change, because the rest of the, uh, the software ecosystem may, may use your system, and if you change something, it will break, of mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it, but, but of course, this is not the correct way usually. So you, you need to find a way to do it properly in a stable releases, mm -hmm. and in master release, you can uh, do it uh, in a proper way mm -hmm. uh, if you find the one. And it's something we face a lot at, uh, yeah. at Odoo, right? Because uh, we have this very modular uh, uh, architecture, and we have a community using our software and so on. And so uh, even if we ourselves know that we could change this function and, and totally replace it with someone something else, because basically it's called in only two places and it's very simple, you're never sure that it wasn't used by some partner somewhere to do something that was correct uh, with it, but that relied on the thing you're trying to fix and that you will not essentially break uh, his software. Uh, yeah, talking about constraint, yeah, we, we talked about the time constraint. Now this is more like a constraint for uh, a system such as Odoo, which mm -hmm. is a, like a, a platform for applications. So mm -hmm. we have uh, like many layers of, of code that builds uh, on the bottom layers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they need to be stable in a way. And does it add something for the for I mean the code base itself and the size and the, the complexity also of it? Does it add something also to to the creative options you might get, or is it more like something that is restraining you? So I, I think as I was saying earlier, uh, the set of constraints kind of determines which direction you can go, but it doesn't really change how creative you can be, right? You can just it's just that the set of options that you can explore are different, mm -hmm. and so. Uh, the the things that you can do with such a huge code base with so many people relying on it are sometimes more limited, but also uh, they have much more impact, right? Because you're changing a little bit of the code that that might be uh, a small turn in some somebody's side, but when you have thousands and thousands of other developers relying on your code, then maybe uh, it's really worth the effort doing it. Uh, and I think that's one of the main drivers behind behind OWL, right? When you're working with a small team and a small code base, having this the, the previous uh, system that we had before with the widgets and this very Im imperative API, um, it's kind of manageable when you're working on small projects. And then 
as we're growing, it becomes harder and harder to understand how all of the code is interacting with one another because we have um, modules that are patching, uh, modifying widgets in place to, to make their behavior different with some module installed. Um, and then we also have these widgets that are becoming bigger and bigger, and it's becoming harder and harder to keep all of the state uh, of the, the widget inside of your, he your head. And so that's one of the main driving forces behind, well, we need something that's more declarative that lets you just think about the state and the UI is just handled automatically. And so it's kind of a, it's one of the main reasons why we even think that it was necessary to rewrite the framework. Whereas um, I'm pretty sure if Odoo was still a 15-person company, then this idea would have never even been allowed to bloom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has a cost, of course. Uh, and it depends on the, on the size of the project. So I would argue in a way that if you have a larger code base, I guess uh, maybe if you work on uh, some subsystem that is well isolated from the rest, you can easily uh, change it, modify it, update it, fix it, understand it. But uh, when you're working on, a, on, a, on the framework uh, layer that that the rest of the application uh, builds upon, uh, you, need, you need to be careful. Mm -hmm. And a, a larger code size means that uh, it takes a lot of effort, and we need to be careful about changing it. So uh, I think some large software companies use uh, code modes and, uh, and system to automatically update part of the code base when they need to change. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a challenge. So uh, yeah, you can be creative, but it's still, uh, you feel the, the weight of the code base uh, mm -hmm. upon you. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, uh, the fact that you have this, this, this whole code base around you and a lot of people making it and, and just making it grow and evolve, uh, I think it's also an incentive for yourself, so, you know, tell to yourself, okay, they're doing that, they're doing that, they're doing that. Uh, we need to do something as well. Huh? Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a matter of, I don't know, of pride. Uh, 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 and just, you know, you ha you're in, the, in this, this atmosphere that brings you to, 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 to propose new ideas and, and to make big changes uh, uh, as well. I think it's important as well. Yeah, another thing that goes with the, the size of the code base, I think Jerry briefly mentioned it when he was talking about code mods. Uh, when the size of the code base is sufficiently big, then now you have a reason to build good tools to work with the large <laughs> size of the code base. Whereas when you have a small code base, just the need just isn't there, right? So there are new problems that come and that you have to solve, and th that's also a creative process. And just realizing that uh, a lot of people are relying on uh, a bad system and that you might need some tooling to deal with it, then now you, you have a new problem to solve and mm -hmm. you can mm -hmm. be creative about it and solve it in an interesting way and make everybody's life easier. Mm -hmm. Also going back on the on the framework side, uh, I think so when you're making really a framework and you, you want to, to change everything and well, it will impact everyone and you need to be careful. Uh, I think uh, that's also... And that's also something that non-developers might forget actually about, about the job because there is creativity to be expressed in the way you, you will organize the development. So not in the development itself, but uh, for this kind of thing, you need to find a way to update the code base without breaking everything uh, and without forgetting things uh, and communicate on that as well. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's really uh, a challenge in itself. So I think I want to comment on that uh, about mm -hmm. the transition to OWL. Mm -hmm. uh, so basically we have, I, I don't, I'm not sure about the size, like more than 100,000 100, lines of code. We add 100 lines of code more than that uh, on, on JavaScript code base. Mm -hmm. And we, want, we had to change that, to update that 
to use it to use Owl, our new framework. And it's a it's a big change. It's not really uh, it's even worse than going from a, a modern framework to another modern framework mm -hmm. where you have like a kind of the same ideas, the same uh, declarative system. Now, uh, moving from the widget system to Owl was moving from an imperative system. Uh, to a declarative one, mm -hmm. and it basically it means rewriting the complete code base, mm -hmm. and so uh, like it took us, it took us I think three years uh, to to do that, uh, and it was really a big challenge not only for our team but all, uh, for uh, um, other teams as well. So it was a communication c communication challenge. We had to coordinate with other teams to update some part of the uh, of the code base. Uh, we had to make it, we, 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 we had no choice but to make it uh, in multiple steps. We cannot have uh, like a big pull request uh, that you maintain for three years mm -hmm. and then merge it. That's mm -hmm. not possible. Uh, we have more than uh, 200 developers or even more than that uh, working on the code base at, uh, while we were working on it. Mm -hmm. And so really we were converting some code and at the same time you have uh, hundreds of developers uh, adding new code in the old system. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how do you manage that. Mm, uh, so uh, for, the, for this case, we had to imagine a way to uh, write uh, all components into, in, uh, into widgets and the other way around. And then we tried to convert some part of it. And then we decided that we had to do the, the other way around. We, we converted the, the web client and then the rest. And we, we, f we had to, to find a lot of ways to, to make it work. So it's really, it, mm -hmm. it, it creates additional complexity we had to have in your, in your mind the previous code base, the new code base, and all the intermediary system, that uh, all the layer that make them communicate properly. Mm -hmm. And it's really a, a really big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, creativity in development when you work in a big company is actually not only uh, the creativity in the in the software that you create, but also the workflow, the, yeah, the, the workflow, workflow that, exactly. you, the that you have, the process and the communication with others. And uh, that's something very specific with companies. And the bigger it is, the bigger the challenges. And I think for beginner developers, uh, we don't realize when we when we start how much time we will spend just to just to to figure out what is the the proper workflow and uh, also how to communicate with uh, with the colleague. And it's always changing because we're always new tasks. When we finish one, we have a new challenge and it's a new kind of uh, things to And it can to, to become really hard because uh, uh, also my personal example is the, the re rewriting of the reports in, in Odoo 16 uh, where, well, it was on a s smaller scale, but we had this kind of problems as well. Uh, uh, and you know you have you're 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 doing your thing. You have something that works on every case that you checked, cool. And then you check the cases that you haven't checked yet, and you realize that it will not work. Uh, so uh, uh, we, we had that a lot. And um, I think uh, a, a big thing uh, uh, for, for 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 when you're doing some kind of of big technical change like that is also the contact with uh, uh, like your management because I think in every company <laughs> it's normal at some at some point someone is going to ask you what are you doing <laughs> and, uh, and 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 when you're on something that big uh, it might be a bit complex to communicate on that also you have to 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 teach it to people while you're working on it uh, and that is also a big challenge because you know you have people using basically what you're doing to create new things that will come just after yours or at the same time uh, but they need to learn to use the thing that you haven't yet finished mm -hmm. to design uh, and, and so that is also also a big challenge so maybe on these points uh, 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 do you have like 
personal anecdotes maybe uh, about that or, or, or what does it inspire you? Uh, and I want to say that, uh, yeah, to come back to what you said like uh, at the beginning, uh, where people think about uh, developing as like being on a computer and, and writing code. Yeah. Uh, yes, of course, that, that, uh, that's what you say. Uh, at some point, it's, not, it's no longer true. We need to communicate, to teach, to, to explain, to, to, to ask for feedback. And I can tell uh, for my team, we had a lot of challenges in the last uh, previous years. Um, and I think the problem is that since we work at a, at a framework layer, everything, everyone is impacted by our code. And when we uh, do some change, it, it kind of comes as we are imposing our change to the rest of Odoo. And uh, if you don't, uh, if you just uh, write code and then uh, ask everyone to convert their code to your code base, Uh, it will not come. It will not be so friendly. And you had a, a lot of hostility at some point uh, on Odoo internally. And I think one of the main uh, solution to that problem was to basically to talk, talk to each other. So we ask. We, we have uh, like uh, some uh, some uh, official channels where we can ask for feedback. And uh, I try to explain to other team what I was trying to do mm -hmm. and to ask if what what their feelings about that were. were And usually, uh, the, the tone was much more, much more, much more friendlier, mm -hmm. much more productive. So there is like that uh, communication, um, diplomacy skills that you need, mm -hmm. and everyone needs to um, to understand that we are not working on uh, just uh, our small uh, code base. We are working in a larger ecosystem, and we need to work with each other, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. when we are creating new things yeah. when uh, because the the more new the model is mm -hmm. and uh, the bigger the people will have some uh, friction because it's a new system and so they, they yeah when your communication is really key. when you're changing something actually fundamentally ch changing something because everybody is used to the old system and so everybody is thinking in terms of the old system yes. and so uh, uh, you're you're the one responsible to change it and say okay we don't do that anymore now it's totally different but then you need to convince people that or at least explain them why it's better Uh, and, and at least that it's not worse than before. And maybe for, for them, for their use case, it's not, it's not even better. Maybe we, we change something to, to improve the life of 80% of our developers. And in some rare cases, it, maybe it's worse. I don't know, it could happen. And uh, for their use case, it's maybe it's, it's more difficult to accept that we change mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. something. Indeed, indeed. Uh, and I think it's a perfect time to do a little break uh, now, actually. So we'll be back in like five minutes. And uh, I've seen we had a, a question in the, in the chat, and uh, I think it will be interesting to answer it in the, in the second part uh, of this discussion. So see you in uh, a few minutes. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Did this first part interest you? To listen to the second part, be there next week as we'll post the rest of the conversation in which we answer some of our viewers' questions. If you want to join us live next time, don't hesitate to follow us on Twitch to receive the notification of our next programs. The link is in the description. And if you're in the mood for more captivating content, I highly recommend checking out our other episodes. Until next time, cheers.